And we're live. All right. Happy Tuesday, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Learning Tech Talks, where we're exploring the possibilities of learning technology, cutting through the fluff, and getting the questions answered you need answered to build your digital learning ecosystem. Today, we're joined with Kevin Cruz. He's the founder and CEO of LeadX, and our conversation is about artificial intelligence-powered leadership development. So, Kevin, first of all, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great, Christopher. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Well, hey, I'm, I'm excited to talk about this. I know we talked about it before we went live. We've had a couple meetings to chat about it. But th this whole space is an interesting one. I think there's a lot of confusion around artificial intelligence. What does that mean? How do we use that in learning and development? It, it's it's no shortage of, of Merck, I guess I would put it that way. So I one of the things I'm curious about just with your background and you know, I know your background, but I don't know that everybody does. What made you decide to say, hey, you know what? You know what? I'm going to create a platform for developing leaders and I'm going to use AI. How did that journey start? Yeah, and uh, it's, a, it's a great place to start because for a lot of years, I, I was sort of out of the of the industry. Um, I had started and, and sold a couple different uh, e-learning and, and EHR companies. Uh, the only one that people probably, you know, remember is I was sort of an early uh, a, a part of the early team at Conexa where, I mean, it was a long time ago, it was like late 90s, raised a bunch of money, build this big company in that EHR space. And um, Conexa went on to be, you know, very successful. I left before the IPO and I did another e-learning company that uh, I had for five years and then I sold. And I took about eight years off to just um, raise my kids. That was always the first priority was to raise my kids. Uh, and I've always been passionate about leadership. So I was writing books and doing talks and just going really deep into uh, the leadership world. And I really didn't have any plans to start another business because um, I'm not as young as I used to be and it's grueling. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I thought I was done, like leave it, leave it for the youngins out there. Uh, but I'll, I'll tell you exactly what changed my mind. So being a leadership junkie and having had a lot of experience uh, in the training field, you know, I know it's really hard to, to make great leaders. It's one thing to bring people into a classroom, to teach all kinds of concepts. But of course, there's that knowing doing gap just because we know something or we've been taught something. Yep. doesn't mean we apply it right back in the field. And that's been around for a long time, this big problem. And so, and, and we've known, you know, I'm an employee engagement junkie, you know, leadership and engagement is stuck, you know, about one out of three people are engaged at work. And then there's the middle that kind of float along and there's the group that is miserable. Um, and all of a sudden I read about, and this was now just over three years ago. Um, I was reading about something called Wobot, W-O-E-B-O-T. Okay. People can Google it, it's still out there. And um, it was a, a cognitive psychologist created a chatbot, an AI-powered chatbot, uh, to help people with anxiety, depression, uh, and things like that. And she was basically replicating what she was doing for cognitive behavioral therapy, um, but through this app, through this chatbot. And she published the first study that showed kind of rough equivalence in terms of outcomes. So now all of a sudden she could scale her, her interventions, her very human interventions through this app. And I thought, wow, you know, if we can change some thought patterns and behaviors in this sort of mental health field, why can't we take the same kind of approach now with AI technology, mobile technology, and replicate what a human executive coach is doing to help kind of to create great leaders, to help leaders who are getting all that classroom instruction, who go to the seminars, help them to apply it you know, back on the job. So that was the idea. And for two years, um, I mean, we just, I just self-funded for two years, we were in stealth okay. mode and it was really January, January of this year that we really kind of officially launched with the first uh, version of LeadX. So even though, right. So you, you just launched this year, but it's been in the works for, oh. for a few now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So exactly. I mean, we'll be three years old in, in January and, um, it was just, a, I mean, it's tricky stuff, uh, content in general, but then, you know, training the, the, the conversational aspects of it, uh, of it. And, um, so we, we launched hard in January, but yeah, it's been an, in beta, you know, the prior year and, okay. and, uh, it's been going gangbusters. Yeah. 
So on that, and this was, I actually was on a hacking HR panel right before this, and we were talking about this, the myths of AI and technology and right. where it's going. And I think this is one of the things that I see is there's there's almost this polarizing effect where you get some people who are like, no, no, machines can't ever replace that human coach. And as a result, right. it's just an abandonment of tech. Sure. It's like, nope, sure. we're not even going there because this is too great. Then you've got some folks I've seen on the other side that are like, the machines are taking over, forget humans, you know, things like right. that. Where do you stand on that in terms of is is LeadX a replacement? Are you saying, hey, right. get rid of human coaches, this is what it is? Or are you saying, no, this is this is an augmentation? And yeah, maybe uh, I'll let you to water with that one because I think I know your answer, but it's <laughs> setting them up there. Yeah, setting them up. Yeah, right, there's a leading question. You know what to say, right? Writing. Wink, wink. <laughs> no, well, I, I'm glad you asked the question early because I'm sure that's on on everyone's mind, and we get that a lot. We talk about and we personify, which is also um, kind of controversial. We personify our tool. We call it Coach Amanda. We, we, we give it a name. You'll hear me slip into saying her instead of it. Um, and, and we call her Coach Amanda. And But we're very clear up front. Right now, we say, if you can afford a good human executive coach, get a good human executive coach. And, you know, just for those who, who haven't had one or had to go get one, you know, traditional high end. I mean, if you wanted to hire Marshall Goldsmith to be your executive coach, you know, you're fifty to a hundred thousand uh, uh, dollars. You know, minimum. for engagement. Minimum. You know? What's that? <laughs> As a minimum. Yeah, minimum, Chris. Right. Yeah, or, or, or higher. And or higher, um, yeah. it's routine for people to pay four thousand dollars a month for six months at a high end engagement. Harvard Business Review says, on average, average executive coaches charge five hundred dollars an hour. So traditionally. Executive coaches are given just to the top level of the organization, who oddly are the ones who are already the most experienced as leaders. The frontline, brand new leaders, wow, I just got promoted. Now I got 10 people I'm supposed to be leading. They don't get human coaches because it's too expensive. So we say, if you can afford it, do it. If not, then consider automated or enhanced with, with you know so, some, some uh, digital solutions. Uh, automated coaching. And we're not trying to replicate the coaching conversation. It's not like talking to a human coach where, you know, hey, I've got a problem this week with Joe and how do I deal with it? It's not like that. It's mimicking the coaching process. If you really, now every coach has a different process, different schools of thought. But in general, a typical pattern is you sort of, uh, <laughs> Kind of wake someone up, you know, create some tension through data. So you you give them a 360 survey, or you look at their engagement survey, or maybe you give them a personality survey. So okay. you get some data on on who is this person, you know, what what are their strengths, what are their limitations. You then help as a coach, you would help that person to pick something to get better at. Oh wow, you know, I'm uh, I'm such a hard charging driver. I'm a D on the on the disc assessment or whatever it is, but. I don't slow down and think about other people enough. I forget to say thank you. I forget to give effective feedback. So I pick something to work on and I create an action plan around that. Here's some things you're gonna do to get better in this area. And then the final step, of course, is the coach is your accountability buddy. So it's usually once a month or once a week, they check in, hey, you're supposed to be getting better at giving effective feedback by this date. You're gonna do, you're gonna read that article last week or you're gonna have that conversation this week. Did you do it or not? Why or why not? So we're focused on replicating as much as possible the coaching process. Okay. And so to that end, it never feels like you're talking to a human. The technology is not there yet. We have a chatbot element and you can ask it a question and it tries to answer it and all those kinds of things. But it's kind of like talking, and I don't want to say because I actually have them, but, you know, the, the smart speaker that you might have in your office. The, the dilemma yeah. that you can't say out loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's right. It, it's, the Voldemort device over Yeah, the Voldemort device off to my side. Exactly. <laughs> so it, it's more like that. You know, no one's going to confuse asking what the weather is today, or in my case, when do the Sixers play or whatever it might be. You know, it's a call and response. It's not a conversation. But what you can simulate with technology is, hey, let's gather up the data on you. What do we know about you so far? Help you to pick an area to get better at. I want to get better at feedback. I want to get better at leading with trust. I want to get better at uh, inclusion, being an inclusive leader. Then 
create or be suggested an action plan and have that tech send you a message once a week saying, you know, hey, hey, Chris, you got five minutes to do a check-in. It's Coach Amanda. And if you do, and Chris taps it open, she's going to say, all right, you were supposed to do this thing to get better at diversity and inclusion this week. Did you do it? Why or why not? And so it's that overall process that helps leaders to stay focused on getting better in a specific leadership competency. So in a sense, you've deconstructed. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, we've had some people in the LinkedIn comments say uh, that they're, they're, they're a coach to senior uh, executives and they love what you're describing. So well, let me, even, uh, even the senior coaches are loving it. <laughs> yeah, so this is, okay, and this is great. Um, thank you so much, all of you who are commenting. So when I launched LeadX a year ago, and I probably, um, Christopher, I was a little starry-eyed, like, oh, I'm going to create this robot that's going to run around <laughs> and just talk to everybody as a coach, right? Yeah. That didn't happen. Like, that definitely did not happen. In fact, I probably spent a million dollars trying to make that happen, and it didn't happen. <laughs> um, so I was afraid that the human executive coaches out there would would be haters. And, um, oh, you're putting us out of a job, or this is ridiculous, right. or exactly, we're, we're yeah. better. It, it's been the opposite. When I get hate, and, and again, I... Uh, this is, uh, I, I'm not saying they're wrong. When I get hate from coaches, it's saying, hey, we don't like it that you're calling this a coach. Like a coach, there's a lot more to being a coach than, than following this process. Executing a process. And I say, you might be right, but it's pretty good for sales and marketing. <laughs> <laughs> well, what other, I, I, what other I, I, synonym they, are you going to use? Exactly, because right? because it's, it's, yeah, it makes so much sense. I, we, I get their point and I get your point. But, but Chris, more often, nine out of 10 will say, how can I get my clients this? Because right now I'm manually sending them text reminders. It's not scalable. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, scalable, Kevin, yeah. don't forget you're supposed to get better at giving a feedback. What are you going to do today? Did you do it? Don't forget about this. So meanwhile, even if you're only talking to your client once a month, Coach Amanda, your coaching buddy, is sending daily, you know, uh, nudges, doing the weekly check-ins. The coach can log in on the action plan and see if they're writing notes in their coaching journal. So it, it really is like a coach's buddy as much as it could be used by people individually. Yeah. So to some degree, and this is something I've talked about a lot, when you look at these technologies, it's not that you're just moving things from one bucket to the other. You're not saying, hey, we had this coach over here, this coach, this is how we did it. You know what? Hey, we're going to make a digital version. We're just going to plunk it over here. Right. That's, I think, what happened in L&D from, a, oh, we went from classroom to e-learn. We just like <laughs> moved it. And it's like, right. well, that didn't go so hot. <laughs> so you've taken, you've, you've basically identified the process and you've stripped out the parts that can be automated and say, hey, let, let's automate that. That's right. And still right. leave room for that human element that, like I said, the machines just aren't there yet. Yeah, um, it, it, Ke it, Kev Kevin, just just sorry to interrupt you for a second. Do you have a pair of headphones you could uh, plug in? Because we're just hearing we're hearing ourselves I, a little bit through your computer. Sorry to interrupt you, Lion. No, I have them, and I'm just gonna see if I can work the tech to um to, to switch over. This is a real test. Over. We didn't we're, tell we're you this behind. Whilst and whilst you do that, Nikki Crossland on LinkedIn said um she just looks at your website and uh, big ticks from her. She's an executive coach and she says I see I don't see this as one or the other. I see this as a platform. There's something it's a complementary concept. Yeah, help. that's yeah. That that's so. that's exactly right. And um, uh, you know, she she's right, Christopher. You're right. Like we say again, look, if you're frontline managers if you can afford some other coaching assist to help them pull this through and they're do it, like hire those coaches. And in fact, you know, there are companies now that are finding a way to get that monthly price point down to that three to $500 a month price, which is much more affordable than, okay. than the traditional system. We're saying, so, Hey, if you can afford that, great. But when it becomes a no human involved digital app, coach Amanda, you're able to scale it much more. Now all your frontline leaders or all your high potentials who want to become leaders can very easily and affordably get this personalized support. It's a tool to, to, to sustain and scale the things you're already doing for leadership development, you know, for, for executive development. It's really not designed to replace anything. Yeah. It's, I democratizing. It it's democratizing it in many ways. That is, that's our mission. LeadX's yeah. mission is to democratize leadership. We're on a vision to spark 100 million new leaders around the world in 10 years. Mm. There you go. 
It's funny because I think back to my own personal journey when I became a manager. I was told by the HR team that once I become a debt director, that's when I get my training. So I, was like, <laughs> I was like, great. So I'm a manager. And I was like, fantastic. So I was sort of just, just wing it for the next two, few years for, uh, whilst I'm a manager and hopefully I'll get make it to director and get some training about how but, to lead. <laughs> and and this, this compounds the problem, right? Because I bet you were promoted into management because you were a great individual contributor, that, right? Sales, exactly. I was great, great at sales and I thought, oh, he's a great salesman. Maybe he'll be a great manager. I'll which be is able to coach other people to be great yeah. salesmen. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Which definitely is not always the case. Luckily for me, it turned out good, but I've seen it fail miserably many other times. Yeah, no, that's, well. that's right. You, you made the leap. You figured it out on your own yeah. somehow or had, had some no natural, natural <laughs> talent. But uh, yeah, no, that, that's more often than not the first time managers promoted based on their individual productivity expertise in their area. And so we reward them for being task focused, for doing it all, for caring about it. Then we make them a manager. We're like, hey, wait a minute. You're not supposed to be a doer anymore. You're supposed yeah. to help others to do. You're supposed to, you're supposed to help others solve their problems. You're not supposed to be the problem solver yourself. And, and unless you get that training, unless you get that follow-up, unless you get some coaching, because coaching is the most effective way to achieve behavior change. Look, I like, I love books. I write books, you know, but a book doesn't usually change your behavior. You know, if you want to you know, like I got another five pounds to lose and I've been on the treadmill a long time, right? <laughs> if I had a coach, I have read a lot of me, books about losing weight. Yeah, yeah I've we, read a lot yeah. of books. I, I, I just pulled off Tim Ferriss's four hour body again. And like, yeah. okay, if I lift this book up and down, I'm going to get better biceps. But I keep it's watching not gonna... these YouTube videos of people <laughs> exercising and the weight is not and I'm dropping. Not, yeah, I don't get weird. it. Yeah. Um, uh, we had quite a few people saying, what's the name of the app? Look, look, but it's part of the bigger, you know, solution, right? This is just, um, just, just, So just it, it's just called Lead X with Coach Amanda. L-E-A-D-X.org is the website. Or you could just find the app on the, you know, uh, Apple, Apple Store. Or, yeah, it's an Android and iPhone. Thanks for asking. Thanks for asking that out loud. Yeah. <laughs> so, right, go ahead. Yeah. I was say, let, let's, uh, I think it would be great just to jump into the specifics. Um, well, yeah, because one of the things that I'm curious, and this was one of the things that jumped out at me about this, and I think some of the technology solutions out there aren't necessarily doing a good job of it, is they're taking a little bit of a peanut butter spread approach, right? It's just like, hey, I'm giving you coaching, but it's this very generic, bland, everybody's getting the same thing. And one of the things right. we talked <clears throat> about with LeadX was... I, I know for a fact, because I've, I've sponsored a lot of these things, we do a lot of these personality or leadership assessments. We get all of this data That's right. on our leaders, and then we file it you know, in our digital warehouse, and yeah. we don't do anything with it. And so we know all this stuff, but we don't execute against it. And instead, we then send out this bland kind of, hey, everybody, here's your coaching. And that was one of the things we talked about that was unique in terms of you know, the capability was putting some of that data to good use. I, I'd love to hear more about how that works. Yeah. And I have an idea. Why don't, um, why don't I just show one yeah. screen right now as I answer we that? Bounce, make... We can bounce into it and bounce yeah. back. So and and I'll, I'll, um, I'll use big picture words for those who might only end up you know listening to this. Um, yeah. And so if I show this screen, go. it kind of answers, it brings to life this issue. And, and again, Christopher, you're, you're, you're dead on. You know, we all know the secret of great leaders. It's like they individualize their leadership approach. You know, I would I would lead Christopher differently than I would lead Chris. But to do that, I need to know about you guys, right? And so, um, whether you're a trainer or a coach or you're the manager, and, and you're 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 using coach like behaviors with your team. You need to know their strengths, personalities, et cetera. So right now, the way um, LeadX uh, is built, uh, the more we know about each individual, um, the, the better. So at the very least, even if we don't have the personality stuff, one of the data points is, well, look, is this a frontline manager or a middle manager or a senior executive? Okay. And the content and the advice would be a little different based on your, on your role there. We look at, okay, so in that organization, what are the core training uh, topics that you might have been trained in? So, you know, a common one that for, for first time managers might be something like situational leadership uh, from, from Blanchard, situational leadership too. Um, we would look at your personality. And as you said, you know, um, uh, some people use DISC, others use Insights, um, others use Myers-Briggs. Um, uh, more, uh, more and more people are saying, well, you know, it's not just about personality. We want to add strengths and that could be Clifton strengths or SDI or via strengths. And then we finally go to that um, 
you, after you've been a manager for a while, you've, you're probably getting an engagement survey or like a 90 day pulse survey or even a 360, you know, how are you doing against our competencies? And so all of these areas, you know, we're trying to create this, I mean, we call it a leader identity of record. For the first time, you know, we take what's sitting in those PDF files all over the place. Gathering or, or Yeah, or you've got your your disk results on the disk server, on the on the Wiley everything disk server. You've got your, your strengths finders over on the Gallup server. And we're saying, bring that into one place. So now Coach Amanda and the humans in the organization can access it, you know, easily to, to build on. And so, you know, a big um, like business model strategy thing for LeadX is to continue to add more and more uh, integrations. You know, um, we we support DISC, we support Clifton Strengths, um, uh, we support you know Workplace Big Five and and things like that. So um, we're, we we try to accommodate the model that's already being used in the organization. So again, it feels like I'm being supported with what the organization's already put me through. It's not like there's, I mean, LeadX has a built-in personality profile if you want to use it. LeadX has a competency model that you can use if you don't have one of your own. But more often than not, we're adjusting it on, on release to mirror what's already being used in the organization. Okay. And that, and that was one of the questions that I was going to follow up with this is, there is, I think, a, a whole spectrum of where organizations are. Some orgs have tons of this stuff. They've been accruing right. it for years. They offer all this stuff. They've been building it. It just isn't being put to use. Other orgs may say, we don't have any of that, or we're just getting started right. on a competency model, or we're just figuring out what type of profiles we're, we're focusing on. And if I'm hearing you right, that that's also available. It's not just, hey, well, I guess we don't have any of this stuff, so it's not going to work for us. Correct? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's right. Chris, we try to put everything on a switch so we can turn them on and off. Okay. And so this applies to both um, the the data that you would want to support and have on your on your team members, as well as content, because the other thing um, and again, this is where the the purest yeah, about the coaches uh, get upset is like the coaches I've had, and the coaches I know, not only will they say, hey, Kevin, you're supposed to get better at effective feedback, but they might say, hey, did you see this article about feedback in Harvard Business Review? You ought to read it. It's really good. Like they kind of give you some content or read this book. We're going to talk about it. Now, purists will say, no, no, no. You know, a coach would never give an answer, would never give a resource. So you're only there to ask questions. Most coaches I know have some resources. So part of the platform is, um, uh, a library of hundreds of book summaries on management and leadership topics. There's thousands of uh, micro learning videos, podcasts, webinars, um, other resources that can be used. So the idea is let Coach Amanda help you to gather up that data, recommend an action plan, um, check in with you uh, uh, once a week, send you nudges. But if you were to ever tap one of those nudges, it's going to go somewhere. It's going to launch uh, a learning video, a book summary, an article, or something else. And what? Um, and I know Christopher, you and I talked about this. Yeah. When we first created this, we thought, well, hey, it'd be helpful to provide some content. But again, we're trying to democratize leadership and the coaching experience. So my vision was like, wow, all these small businesses, all these mid-sized companies that don't even have a leadership development department. They could just roll this out and like, wow, we've got an assessment, we've got oh, some right. coaching, we've got all this content. Well, a surprising thing happened. Again, this is like the 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 real world educational journey of an entrepreneur, right? So I think I know the market. I think this is great <laughs> to build all this content. Let's write another million dollar check for some content. And what I found was in the mid market and small business usually they don't care enough about leadership to want any of this stuff. Really? Like there, we have some small business clients and some mid-market clients, but what I have found, and it is sad, is that if an organization doesn't have somebody with the title like leadership development in it, they usually don't have any time or money. And you would hope that a, an enlightened head of HR would say like, all right, I've only got a three person team, but I know leadership drives everything around here. We need to invest in it. 
it's a pretty hard sell. I mean, that's a lot of, uh, Chris, that's a lot of LinkedIn outreach that never gets returned. <laughs> <laughs> well, on, on, on that point, Kevin, because we had a few people ask how accessible is the platform for smaller organizations? A few people have asked that. It's very accessible. I mean, it's, uh, I don't know how, I don't want to like, I don't know how specific I should answer that question, but like <laughs> it's, it's very easy and affordable to adopt for even the smallest organizations. Okay. There you go. That's a good answer. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but, but what I found on the opposite side, so it's hard yeah. to get the interest of the small to mid market, even though it's a complete solution for them. And then on the enterprise, the companies that are already spending millions of dollars on leadership development, they say, Kevin, your stuff looks great, but, we've already bought yeah. this leadership library that people aren't using a whole lot. And then we got this other one. There's no way I'm going to confuse them or go to my P go to my purchasing department and say like, I'd like to buy another content buy another library. library of, of, yeah. So, so we say, Hey, that's fine. We can shut that off. It doesn't change the price, but like we can turn off the content aspects. If all you want is a nudge engine, if all you want is, is coach Amanda. Um, so we can shut that off. But we we like to have it there because um, head to head, you know, I mean, we do we spend a lot of time um, trying to figure out how to engage the millennial manager, right? Who is used to watching videos at two taps in the palm of their hand, and it's a certain kind of jump cutty, you know, YouTube style video. And everything. we're not quite to TikTok yet, but um, we're definitely at a good YouTube video quality. <laughs> can you imagine um, TikToks? So that would be hey, it's coming, yeah. Chris. Are you, we should do a whole show yeah, on what shorter, we can learn. Shorter, shorter. But that's what, <laughs> yeah. that's the crazy thing. We, uh, I'm going to go in a rabbit hole. So we, we listen to our users like crazy because right, it's all about product market fit. We're already down to delivering like one minute long videos to be like, hey, do this really cool thing at work. Tap to learn more. They tap it. It's a one minute video with jump cuts and word was a, and the number one feedback is make your videos shorter. <laughs> we so, get that as well, by the way, even from the CHROs and HR, they're like, Chris, we love your show, but it's an hour, you know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> can, well, we, it, can you just give us a 30 minute one? I was like, I wish I could put it in that small of a show. The standard webinar used to always be one hour. And now more and more like those corporate webinars are 25 to 30 minutes because people, and, and it's just the reality. I think it's a shame because it's hard to get deep in, but it's, it's just the reality. Yeah. We, we so, moved out. Go on. Sorry, Christopher. Nope. You can finish what you were going to say. I've I was going to say, we moved, we moved our workshops from an hour to half an hour. And then so we can get deep. We then open it up to the, the, the group for a conversation. Does that make sense? Yeah. So we don't get, we don't get deep in the actual presentation. So we spend half an hour in the content, the video or the face to face. And then where we get deep in is in the actual conversations in the round tables or online in the, in the comment section. That's kind of the balance that we found. <laughs> no, well, what I like about that is, um, first of all, you're mixing it up in terms of engagement, but the problem is if you were to run your content, you know, say longer than the half hour and people are bailing out, they'll feel cheated. Like I signed up to learn this and you never got to that third learning objective. But if you cover the core content, then it's just up to them to stick around to go in deeper or how to apply it, et cetera. I mean, I like that model. I've got a question for both of you because there's, there's a big debate going on in the chat about, oh, love about, about coaching versus mentoring and what oh. that and, and the difference. I'd love to get your opinions on that because there's some very interesting comments going back and forth about the difference between coaching uh, and mentoring. Well, I'll punt it to Christopher so it gives me more time to think of an answer. <laughs> so th th thanks, <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I think so. If I were to define my perspective on what the difference is, you know, I see it more as the nature of the relationship you have with the with the person, right? And that's just based on my personal experience. I wouldn't, you know, say this is what it is or this is the answer to it. But when I look at you know people who have coached me versus people who have mentored me, the relationship we've had with each other has been dynamically different. You know, my coaches. I don't want to say more transactional, but but it is more focused and it's like, hey, this is this is something we're working on. I'm coaching you towards towards this that outcome. And a mentor is more, I want to get to know the whole you and and help kind of steer things and help you figure out a lot of different avenues. Not that either one is better or worse. It's just the nature of the relationship for me between a mentor and a coach is is completely different. 
Yeah, and I, yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Nick, uh, Colleen uh, McKnight on on LinkedIn, she's a vice president of HR over at, uh, for UK and Ireland at Schneider Electric. I love your definition, Colleen. She said coaching is usually uh, is usually used to get from A to B, and it's short term, whereas mentoring is more of a long term relationship um as well so i feel like uh, that's a great way of putting it there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. my personal experience thankfully re reflects uh, a positive yeah, yeah. yeah exactly yeah. Uh, not if one agrees though <laughs> so, well yeah well kevin go for it then you, well you no so it, it's funny one of our courses is on uh, is on coaching coaching with the grow model and i actually taught like okay difference between coaching and mentoring coaching and training coaching and being a manager and now i've forgotten like the crisp answer but i, I agree chris with, with what you're saying i mean i think a mentor generally is over a long, you know, they're invested to get you career advancement over the long haul. And I think are there to kind of be a sounding board. Uh, you go to them with certain problems and things. I think coaching, you know, it's supposed to, um, it, it's a, it's a co-designed effort towards a specific goal. So the generally I think coaching experiences are a, a specific area with a deadline to work. It doesn't mean you stop working working together. You can always pick something new to work on, but it's fairly directive and um, fairly directive. And I think a good coach is more of that question asker than the answer giver. And uh, I think in beyond this show, but for, I'll throw the bomb into the comment group. You know, even to me, more interesting is like, well, why are we talking about mentors? Because I think better than mentors are now sponsors. So if you, especially if you're talking about women in leadership, inclusion, et cetera, having a mentor really isn't even taking it far enough. I think we need to be talking about sponsors who are going to really invest in your career success in the organization and go out of their way to introduce you to new people, you know, tell you what you need to learn or grow you in ways that a coach wouldn't provide those kinds of answers uh, to. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, Nikki Crossan said she doesn't agree. <laughs> um, Ari, uh, in, in regards to the coaching being short term, I don't think that's what we're saying, though. Nikki. No, I, think I, I mean, short, I mean, it's a series of goals. It's not going to end. You're right. Right. Uh, everybody should have a coach all the time. I'm yeah, the guy exactly. that I want. Everybody should have a coach, time. robot or human, robot or yeah. human forever. Yeah, And I would say the same thing, right? A coach isn't like, oh, okay, I'm just in and One out. Off. It's, it's yeah. a transactional thing. It's no, it's, it's still a journey. It's still a long-term yeah. thing. I think just the nature of the relationship, at least for me and my experience is, is two separate things. So if I'm saying, hey, we're going to focus on mentoring or I like sponsoring, right? Because I yeah. think that puts more accountability on the sponsor. That's right. Versus That's just, right. yeah, I'm here to, to, you know, give you some advice or no, I'm here to actually actively be involved in your development and growth. So yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to throw this one out there, right? This is, this one could be an interesting discussion <laughs> when it comes to, and I don't want to say ROI because I hate when that conversation sure. is like, Oh my word, how are we going to quantify this stuff? But leadership development is, it can be a tough, I think learning and development as a whole can be a tough one to say, Hey, how are we actually quantifying what there is? And I don't necessarily think that's the answer, but I am interested from lead X's capability what type of, of visibility do you have into what's going on? How are people progressing? Because maybe, no, you can't say, yeah, we, whatever, did this as a natural return on that. But how are you saying, hey, this is a success. We are seeing movement in the direction we want. So that when the CHROs or the other leaders say, hey, we just bought this platform to coach people, what are we getting for that? That's right. Yeah, no, this is, I think it's the metrics um, are so critical. And I would, before I answer, let me just say, I think we need to be asking that of the human executive coaches too, right? And so any intervention we should be asking like for what in, what are, what's the outcomes and, and what's the overall value? Is it worth it or not? In plain language, I mean, I'm not really a metrics guy, but I know that um, our, our partners are evaluating us. They're, they're going to want to know like, hey, this all sounds great, Kevin, but Will my managers actually use it or not? Like I'm, I'm tired of buying stuff that people aren't going to use. Will they like it? And will it make a difference? Will it actually make a difference? You know, in their behaviors. So we track that usually um, at the 90 day mark. Uh, we like we do um, free pilots and stuff. Usually that could be a 30 day mark, but often it's a 90 day mark. At the 90 day mark, we still see um, on average managers are talking to Coach Amanda in some form eight times a month. And I want to let that 
sit in and, and this is the easiest bar. Like, are they using it or not? Just because they're using it doesn't mean it's doing anything. anything but, but if you think to. about other digital solutions out there that people may or may not have invested in, in the past, you're often lucky to get, you know, 10% of your license seats to log in in a given month. We're getting the average number is eight times per all managers a month. So two times a week. Will they like it? So we use the, the um, classic net promoter score, the NPS. And that's, a, you know, anything above a zero is, is pretty good. It's a tough thing to, to, to get above there because you're looking at your promoters. Right now, we're at a positive 35 and getting higher. And that's the intent to refer. Like I would refer it to, you know, uh, a colleague. And I think, you know, having um, Coach Amanda only be one year old, getting smarter, getting, getting better, adding more resources, adding more integrations, that's a good place to be. I mean, that's a good, it shows people are, would like a digital solution. 80% of the people who use Coach Amanda say they want to keep using Coach Amanda. The reason why that's significant, we did a study of all managers in this, like we used a survey panel from um, SurveyMonkey. We bought a survey panel of managers, a thousand managers. And we said, if your company said, hey, you could have a human executive coach, no extra cost to you or anything, like just to make you better, would you want one or not? 80% said they would want one, 20% no, I don't want one. <laughs> so even if you were offered, not, not everybody wants to get better. Not everybody wants a coach or a coach-like experience. So the same number of people that say, yeah, I would want a human executive coach, say they want a robot coach as well. Okay. The big question is, will it make a difference? Now, we've only done three studies thus far. And what we looked at, um, the number one uh, metric I like to look at is, is it making an impact on employee engagement survey results or employee experience results? Um, it, without getting into the specifics, yes, we've seen it actually moves the needle on the teams, same company, same time frame. Half the, half the managers got the intervention, the other half didn't. And there was a very large increase in their employee engagement scores when they did their next pulse survey. We've also done um, studies looking at, okay, let's put the uh, Coach Amanda's um, efforts towards productivity and, and stress management um, and resiliency. And we've then done before and after self-reports using stress scales and self-reports on productivity behaviors, move the needle on productivity, higher productivity, less stress after 90 days. So we think the data, again, for being the new technology is extremely promising. You know, on average, managers are using it eight times a month. They're, they they want to keep it. <laughs> they want to. They are referring it. And it will move the needle on, on behaviors. But, you know, we all know the number one variable will always be the, the learner's own internal desire, intrinsic motivation, right? Do I want to get, if I really want to get better as a leader, I will change by reading a good book. I'll read a book and I'll implement it. I'll watch a video and I'll implement it. Um, so the number one variable will always be, do your managers care or not? Do they want to get better as leaders? What yeah. are you doing to help them to care? But we think that it's, uh, people like it. So I, I do want to get into and actually, because we've been talking a lot about this coach, Amanda, I do want to be able to see it. Um, I have some follow up questions to kind of yeah. dig into it because there's there's no shortage of things we could dig into. And by um, the way, for everyone on LinkedIn, uh, we will get back to your questions at some point because this is they're, they're flowing now. And I'm, <laughs> do we, do we want to take a couple now or yet. like, do we want to do a couple now? What it's do we want to do? You, it's up to you, Christopher. What did you want to do? Let's take a couple questions and then I do want to, I because I actually <laughs> want to see coach amanda a little deeper but let's take a few questions sure so cecilia said um recently she realized that people can lack trust to take a coaching program that's offered by their company because they're you know they're worried about you know the company keeping it confidentiality uh, right. the confidentiality and obviously you know if you've got you know uh if you're not doing well in an area you're worried about your boss or manager right. seeing that uh, and it says, what's your perspective on that with the app because i suppose <clears> it removes that fear using the app is almost not as yeah not as, uh, stressful to do it talk back to an app yeah <laughs> or, this is this Amanda. is this is really perceptive because so i i'm like a high trust like i i get robbed by people all the time i just trust everybody <laughs> oh you want to hold my wallet for a while okay here's my wallet so i you know like i'm a high trust guy so my my co-founder my my chief technology officer lucas when he came on board he talked about he was 
I don't want to say it, but he was in a bigger company and they offered him a coach. He says, oh yeah, we just called our um, coaches corporate spies. They were all yeah, just spies exactly. for HR. And yeah. I'm like, really? You guys thought that? Like, I, it never would have crossed my mind. He's like, oh, we wouldn't tell them anything. We we hated doing it. They're all just spies. I think so, that's what Cecilia means. Yeah. This is yeah. So, so <laughs> um, Cecilia and Lucas will get along very well. Um, so, <laughs> so we think that this is an advantage of a non-human intervention where it does remove that. Like, it, and to me, it's not even about it being a corporate spy, but it's like, I want to, you know, if I want an authentic, real coach-like experience, I want to be able to say things or ask questions and not be embarrassed. Like there's tons of people yeah. that go to a therapist in their private life that pay to lie to their therapist. You know, they just can't <laughs> say what's really going on. Right. So it's the same kind of thing, but I don't, we don't lead with that or talk a lot about that because we don't think the bot, the robot is developed enough where we're trying to make that comparison to the human just yet. But this is definitely a, a factor. Yeah. So um, is that, cause on that topic of the trust, cause depending on the day, I'll be on either one of those spectrums. Either, <laughs> you know, it's right. Take my wallet or give me back my wallet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. You just want to ask for directions. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, so with that, though, you know, with Coach Amanda, and, and maybe this is part of how you're addressing that trust capacity, because it's a it's a one way push, right? And yes, you're you're able to kind of push some questions back. It's not that level of vulnerability that you would maybe expect from a coach, correct? Right, right. Yeah, I, I think so. And, you know, the way the way we've handled it, like, th there's, again, different parts of the platform. But like, if you are talking to the chat bot, your end, nobody can see your individual questions to the chatbot, but the company right now can see the aggregate. So they would be able to say, oh, in general, what are the thousand managers asking about? Because they want to know, like, do we have a problem? Do we want to do, are people confused about our new policy or whatever it is? You know, they're, they're trying to get that aggregate data. I think we're going to be pushing not just LeadX, but like the industry. This is a big topic because it comes to, you know, Five days a week, I'm having phone calls uh, about GDPR, data privacy, right? <laughs> and um, it's a big issue. And and I think whatever is going to end up landing on is that for this and other things, you need to get everybody's consent. Even if they work for you and you're giving them a paycheck, they need to opt in to their disk profile, their strengths profile. They own that data, which means they can choose whether their manager sees it or not, whether HR sees it or not. And they can take that data with them if they were to leave the organization, data portability. Um, it's a whole nother topic. But I think um, right now we err on the side of only show that aggregate anonymous data in the reports. Don't let people see the individual uh, part. But um, for a self-development tool, it can be turned on. Uh, you know, it can be turned on where in that leader identity of record, you could actually see what each person's working on as part of... Um, like, hey, we got a we got a 10 month leadership development program. Every month's a different topic. We expect you to do these little homework things. We want you to record what you did. And so you can see it. You can turn that on. But that's like at the organizational level. OK, so you have the ability to control that at the organizational level. Whether you want. That's right. <clears throat> that's right. Well, and I think this isn't just for this isn't just for platforms like LeadX or coaching platforms. This whole data, you know, what are you doing with my data? How can how can I manage and, and secure my own data? This is this is territory we're having to cross in this industry all over the place because it is. And I think some of it is just helping tell the story of what benefits are you getting with us having that data so that you know, that we can do things to help enable you. And I think a lot of times that story doesn't come out. So people are skeptical. They feel like, well, you know, if I fill this profile out, what are you, what are you going to do? With That's that? right. And, and this is a good segue. You're talking about, let's see some product stuff. L let me, I'll just share my screen for a second here. Um, let's go to this one. So we're talking about that leader identity of record. And we were abs in an abstract way talking about, oh, you know, depending on which assessments you're using, you can plop them in and now everybody can go to one place. And, you know, that so we're talking here about the dashboard for the organization, so not for the individual leader. Um, and this brings these issues to light. So this would be an example where, hey, this is helpful to me. Now, I'm looking at uh, Matthew Rowe in this example. So if I'm Matthew Rowe's manager or if I'm head of leadership development and Matthew Rowe is in my 
new leader development program, it's going to be helpful to know, okay, what's the personality type and how should I modulate my leadership, you know, based on, based on his type, what's uh, in this case, you know, what's Matt's Clifton strengths, um, five signature themes, what is Matt currently working on, whether he chose that, or maybe I assigned it for Matt and, and, you know, the progress. And then again, like back to that question, how's Matt doing as a, as a manager? So here's all these little pieces, but in his pulse surveys or 360s, is he trending up? Is he trending, you know, down or, or, or something else? And I think that this becomes, you, you know, for the first time now we've got this, you know, we call it this unified, uh, unified monitoring of leadership capacity at the individual level or the group level, you don't have to go searching for all those different pieces um, of data, but then it's going to raise the issue is, is this, you know, a tool for the managers or is this a tool for HR or is it just a tool for the individual to remind themselves to get those nudges um, of their profile? And that's, you know, we don't think there's a clear answer or a right way or a wrong way. Right now we're letting the organization dictate, you know, who, who has the rights um, to these, but it's an important, uh, it's an important topic. So with this dashboard piece, and this is just something that comes to mind just as, as you know, over the years I've architected big ecosystems is right. more and more people are getting hit with, hey, go here for this. Hey, you've got this over here. You've got this. And and to some degree, people just, it, they're, they're overloaded with it. So how do you then use LeadX? How do you capture mind share of their attention either to say, hey, this is worth, you know, worth you spending some time on? Or how is this being integrated into kind of those other pieces so it doesn't feel like, oh, this is just one more thing that I'm supposed to keep track of. How are you, how are you navigating that? Yeah, I mean, we, we certainly have, you know, hooks into other systems, but more to your point, this is where um, it's interesting. It's different than the content talk because even large organizations, and again, I don't want to say brand names, but people will be like, oh my gosh, like we need every manager to be able to get this view on all of their direct reports. Or I need, when I go into, so one of our um, advisors uh, used to run leadership development at, uh, at Microsoft. And she said, look, the time I would get FaceTime with Bill Gates is when he was curious about leadership capacity. Like who's, <clears throat> you know, who, who's up next, or I'm thinking about this person or let's rack and stack. And she's like, you know, we would have these like paper binders and cards and all these other systems. And I would say, you know, to her and others like, well, don't you have all this already in your fill in the blank giant HR IS system out there? And they would often say, no, like the, the Gallup engagement survey doesn't end up in there or the disk survey doesn't end up in there or insights discovery. No, it's not in there. It's on these separate platforms. So this would be a first for us to go to or these other large enterprise wide systems. You know, it takes a, a bit to run the right reports and everything else. This is two clicks and you get it. So the potential the potential for the leadership development department or an HR department to have yet another dashboard to look at, it's there, but we're not hearing that that's actually- They have a lot of these now that people- So, so yeah. now, now maybe we, we created a new acronym in the space because maybe this is the LDXP, the leadership development <laughs> experience. Well, there you go, there you go. Oh, there you go. Like we've we've got enough acronyms already. Right. Cool. That's right. No, that could be. That could you be. You heard it first here on Learning Tech Talks. Hashtag LDXP. Quick, <laughs> trademark that, Christopher. Yeah, You'll get some right. money from somebody on it. Okay. Well, no, and that does help, right? That I think helps articulate what that is, that, you know, these these pieces, while yes, a lot of organizations may be capturing them or gathering them, there is a gap in the space and maybe that maybe unintentional or intentional yeah you know, this was an opportunity to say, hey, you have all this stuff sitting all over the place, but there's not really a good place to pull all that together. And that's on the administrative side. That's right. I think that still leaves, you know, one of the challenges on the end user side is, you know, well, how do I know to go do this versus all these other things I'm being told to go do? Yeah. And I think, um, and I want to be respectful of time. I mean, if you want, I could do like three minutes to answer that yeah. question, uh, and then we could take more questions and have some more fun debates on um, LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, the, um, uh, and, and I'll just run this from slides to make sure we don't have any, you know, um, internet tech hiccups, but like the most popular part. So now we're talking about the end user, the manager, um, the most popular, uh, part of the platform are actually the nudges. And when we launched, we thought, God, are people going to get bothered by being sent a nudge a week 
reminding them about, you know, something leadership. The number one piece of feedback was we want more of these. We can now deliver them daily and people still often want more than that to my surprise. So again, the idea is based on what we know about you as a leader, you're going to get some reinforcement. So, you know, I'm going to start at the bottom. You know, if all we know is you're a frontline manager, well, then we're going to remind you here. It says, uh, hey, Kevin, pick up, pick something on your to-do list, give it to a team member, delegation develops others. So it's a reminder that might be appropriate to a frontline leader. Now, if I was a high, uh, senior executive, that might be a reminder about scheduling strategic thinking time or work-life balance or something like that. The personality assessment. Again, if we know you used the, the DISC uh, assessment and are a DC, you're going to get a reminder about like how to lean in to your natural style or like the shadow side. Um, and the, the cool thing about this, this isn't out yet. This comes out um, next uh, uh, next quarter. We the, Amanda will give you nudges that isn't just about your personality, but about your direct reports. Okay. So Christopher, if, I, if you were my boss, you might get a nudge that says, hey, don't forget, Kevin's uh, a strong uh, C. Make sure to call him out you know, a little bit in meetings and things because he's a bit of an introvert. So you're going to get behavioral reminders of how to be a leader based on the personality of your direct reports. And is this where your artificial intelligence engine is, is doing some of the work? I'm not going to lie. It's not AI. So <laughs> it's, it's where um, right now you can... Any of us can get, for example, the same AI matching engine, recommendation engine from Amazon that they use themselves. You could download it from AWS. It's not hard to do. Anyone who's logged into Amazon or Netflix, though, you've got that experience of like, why is it recommending that movie? Yeah. Like, this makes no sense. I would never watch that movie. Did my kids hack my account again? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> and so what we have found is that our own extremely smart and always getting smarter algorithms can do a better job of matching the right nudge to the right person than the AI algorithms that we know about. Now, as we get more data, that could change. But the AI, we don't use as much for the for the matching uh, part here yeah. and not to dwell on this, but so, you know, you get these nudges and again, they're tailored based on what your, your results already are. And then the idea is um, I won't go all the way through, but coaching the process. It's about um, identifying an area. So like coach Amanda, if you were to tap her open, she's and generically out of the box, she would say, well, you can lead others, lead yourself, lead the organization. There's personality stuff. Um, we developed for Accenture a women in leadership uh, uh, coaching plans. And inside each of these buckets, you'll see your, your leadership behaviors. Now, again, this is just the generic one. So like if you tapped leading others, you could, see, you could learn and get better at you know, building teams, strong relationships. But these get tailored based on an organization. So if Paychex, for example, has a, a smaller... Um, set than, than, than we do in terms of the top three, it's going to reflect their top three. Okay. Once you pick something to get better at, you can write your own action plan, just like you would with a human coach or coach Amanda will suggest one. This one happens to be about integrity and trust, things to learn, things to practice and try, things to reflect on, things to apply. Sometimes it's things to measure. And once you adopt the plan, Amanda goes into accountability mode. And on Monday, She'll buzz your phone and say, hey, don't forget, you know, uh, you're supposed to focus on unconscious bias in your communication, especially your use of pronouns this week. So and if you tap it, it would open up that action plan on Thursdays. She'll say, hey, you know, you got five minutes to do a check in. Did you do what you were supposed to do this week? Um, and, and if you did it, she invites you to write down something to like anchor your learning in your coaching journal. If you didn't do it, she'll say, you know, what got in the way of your progress this week? How are you going to make sure you can make progress next week? Jot that down uh, in your coaching journal. And then, you know, with all of these nudges and action items, again, it can be turned on or off. You can tap to get a resource. It might be a book summary. It might be a video. Um, this, again, is where AI does start to, again, these recommendation engines, top picks for each person based on that leader identity of record. and. Um, I don't want to go into to, 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 yeah. to, to too deeply. And then there's there's a chatbot element that does use the IBM Watson natural language processing engine. It's more of like a question and answer mode, you know, about um, about leadership. 
And we're experimenting. You know, we have a built-in personality model um, for uh, uh, the system, and that's run off the IBM Watson um, personality insights. And we're comparing that with doing it in some manual uh, fashion uh, as well. So we're running some experiments on that. Okay. But we can we can go off the the screen share and. Um, well, no, and I, I mean, just back. looking at it, right? I mean, it's it's <clears throat> automating else. a lot of that. How often do we have leadership stuff? And then at the end, it's like, hey, here's an action plan. And then it just goes into the ether and we really, there's no accountability or anything to I, carry it forward. And this yeah, is I skipped over the slide, Christopher, but exactly what you said. It's like the secret is that um, there's a lot of research on this. Most 360 surveys, engagement surveys, nobody gets better on average. Um because they don't, they go up to the action plan step and they okay. don't actually implement the action plan. And so this is just a way of saying, hey, you know, in the flow, whatever term you want, in the flow of work, you know, right? Uh, five <laughs> minutes a day, on demand, you know, all these things. It's like, hey, don't forget, you gotta be task focused. Yeah, we get it, we get it, a lot of pressure, but also be a leader of people, do this five minute thing this week to get better. Okay. Any, I know we're we're coming up on time. Any burning questions, Chris, in the chat that we want to tackle real <laughs> I feel quick? Like I've lost track. I feel like I've lost track now. Um, <laughs> I think one, Daniel, Daniel, you've written so many good questions. I think there's like ten in here that I feel like we. I felt Christopher and uh, Christopher and and um, Kevin's gonna have to get back to you on half of those. But one of the things that you said just stood out to me is any advice around how do you think companies can create a coaching culture through their managers. Yeah, I mean, it, it's um, that's a hot topic these days, big question, and um, I'll go short and then again bounce it to, to Christopher <laughs> because, I mean, I think that's what we're all now seeing is like old style management isn't working anymore, really won't work anymore. We need our managers to be coaches. We need managers to be coach-like. And I think it starts by, you know, having that expectation, giving them the training, giving them the tools so that like, look, they don't have the time to day by day be eight hours a day of a coach, but give them tools to help them to succeed as as a coach with their people. Yeah. And I guess on my end, I think one of the things over the years, over my career and seeing this that I think for organizations is probably the best advice on it is two things. One, stick with it. I think yeah. too often it's just like there's there's a surge and then it dies and people don't really stick with it long enough to see it through because changing a culture, changing anything takes a lot of time and a lot of just grit. And I think too often people just quit before they really see if it takes off. So I think that's some of it. I think the other thing that you know I recommend and, and I try and integrate this in everything I do is like experiment with new things and just see what works because what works in one situation may yeah. not. You can't just pull out your toolbox of like, oh, I had this successful thing at this company and it worked well, so I'm just going to do it over here. It's like, well, try something new because the culture may be different and just, like I said, stick with it. So thanks, guys. we've only got a couple minutes left. You know, I think, first of all, Kevin, I really appreciate you joining us. This was a this was a fun discussion. Weedex <laughs> and see where it's going. I hope, you know, the people watching were able to get a better feel for how some of this stuff is changing. And we, we busted a few of the myths along the way. A um, couple things. And Chris, if I, if I miss the closure, feel free to jump in. <laughs> if you're watching, be sure to like, share, comment. Um, Kevin and I will take a look at the comments so that we can, we can answer questions. I know far more questions came in than we were able to answer. Um, if, you're, if you want to learn more about LeadX, you can definitely reach out to me and I can kind of facilitate some things. If you want, you can reach out to Kevin. Be sure to mention that you heard about it on Learning Tech Talks. And uh, the other thing, big note for folks is next week, we'll be going live again, but we'll be going live a little bit of a shift in the way we're doing it. I will be going live from my account. So yes, the training wheels are officially off. <laughs> let me do the intro. He let me do the outro. <laughs> and now I'll be going LinkedIn live straight from my account. So so big thank you to Chris for all his support through this, but this is this is an exciting one. So did I miss anything, Chris? Um, I'll, I'll, I was just going to obviously ask, um, you did a good job. <laughs> coach, co coach, Chris, coach, coach Chris, Chris. Coach Chris. Chris. I'm not quite, I'm not quite a bot, but yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 I like, uh, Christopher said, thanks so much, Kevin. The only thing I was going to say is, um, where, where's the best people way to people to get in contact with you personally, connect with you. And also, um, any parting piece of advice 
for everyone listening of, what, of how to get started because i'm sure this is like an overload yeah. of information wow. if, if people are like oh what do i do now <laughs> yeah i mean i'm certainly happy to, to chat with people on, on linkedin there i'm easy to find there or kevin at leadx.org if you just want to shoot me an email leadx.org if you want to just get a free demo of all this kind of stuff and i just wanted to thank you guys for what you're doing because it takes a lot to put this together and especially on on these tech topics i mean we're all learning together and it things are changing so fast like we're never going to stop that learning and experimentation so the more we can kind of you know just thought partner with each other it's great amazing and, and obviously thank you to everyone on linkedin you guys have been on fire with your questions today we haven't been able to keep up <laughs> so thank you all and some familiar faces there Jax, daniel all of you all you know who you are thank you for joining us as always uh, as as christopher said uh, next next week will be over on 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 christopher's channel on linkedin live which would be amazing and uh, we may even co-stream it. We'll see what happens. We'll try and see experiment, what see what happens. But uh, thank you so much, Kevin, for taking the time to join us. And uh, we wish you all the best until we next week. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much.